0: Raquel hey mom hey you did it Yay! (laughs) well done thank you thank you
1: all right are we ready
0: Mm. I think that we're already recording so you can just edit it right right. wherever you want to
1: yes but let's go ahead and get started I was just um on this website uh back to the gray water I'm obsessed you know that so I want to inform our listeners how much water it takes if you have an older toilet every flush Raquel is seven gallons of water
0: every flush that seems like a lot of water
1: yes but since you have a newer home your toilet the newer toilets after 1994 they only use 1.6 gallon uh And that's something that the government, you know, they mandated that plumbers, you know, put in better toilets after 1994. So, um, across the United States, 30% of our water usage in our homes comes from our flushing. And so, you, I know you might laugh, you know my little saying, which I got it from... um, one of the uh, parent movies was if it's if it's yellow, let it mellow. If it's brown, flush it down.
0: <laughs> 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 sounds so, like something Hunter's gonna love.
1: Yes, yes. So uh, that was my uh, earthy girl tip uh, that I felt like I had to to tell somebody about. That, you know, and and if you have any, uh, it, well, hang on. Let's go back. The earthy girl tip is this: if you go to your city say for me, city of Louisville, I can go to their website and there's supposed to be a calculator of how much water you're using per toilet flush. And then the simple things you can do, Raquel, of course, you know, let it, you know, let it mellow. Also, you can check to make sure you don't have a leaky flapper. If you have any leaks, if your toilet is, if the water is, the bowl is very full, it may mean that you have a small, slow leak. So you shouldn't have a whole lot of water in the toilet bowl itself. So that's my earthy girl tip.
0: Okay. Well, I was taking some notes so we can put those in the show notes, but yes, your tip turns into tips. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes.
1: And and I did, and I did write them down. So, um, Okay, okay. Yes. So, um, you know, go to your city, go to the website, uh, look in the water department. There should be a place for you to go to calculate. If not, you can go to your municipal water supplier, your County, or, and then also just go straight up, you know, to the federal government, you can go to the United States, uh, EPA environmental protection agency. So that's a good quick links and we can list those in the show notes. Okay, so I hear that you and Hunter were making some recyclable, uh, recycled Mother's Day gift.
0: Yeah, we were. We were just um, doing Mother's Day. We've got a few grandmothers to spoil. And you know, Hunter and I love to do arts and crafts. So we had a little arts and crafts time today, and we love being our tool paper rolls <laughs> that's kind of our silly uh reuse in the house but hunter loves it he saves all the tool paper rolls and we just have a little box in our craft closet and for christmas we'll make the christmas crackers that's an english tradition where they have um you know some little treats like a crown a joke a little toy and then you pop them you have little poppers so we make our own version of those at christmas time they don't pop as well um, but they're cute, and they're cute for play settings, so we'll do this for Mother's Day. We took the toilet paper roll, made a little card, or you could write a little poem, or color a little picture, or, you know, if you're doing milestones, you can do a little handprint or the footprint, roll it up, put it inside the tube. You can put a little candy. What else do you think would fit inside the toilet paper roll? What would you like I- to get if you're opening it as a grandma?
1: Well, you know, one of the things that you and I do, uh, and we took this from Martha Stewart a long, long time ago, we made our own uh, ribbons for the tree. We made mm-hmm. remember the ribbon, the ribbon garland. Mm-hmm. I think a keepsake would be a special cloth that's, you know, maybe from a special shirt or, you know, some or, or, or even a sock. I think something that is something that the child wore would be cute to. Because I would love to add different things like that to the ribbon garland. Because every time I unwrap it at Christmas time, I would look at it and say, oh, look, there's a little piece
0: of daisies. I would say something like a nicer shirt or something that you could cut with really sharp shears to make like a little ribbon. You know, that would be cute. That's cute. Yeah. So something sentimental you can do if you know your grandma or mom has something in mind that she would like. And you can just put it inside the little tool roll. And then we took tissue paper. And then put... The tissue paper down put the little roll in the middle of it and then crunched up the sides and tied with raffia on each side and then we just put little stickers around the little tube and it's so pretty so i'll show some pictures i'll make a little video and show it on the earthy girl instagram so um we'll be able to share our little videos there and mm-hmm. see the little the cute recycled little arts and crafts for mother's day so and there's
1: also, you know, of course, the first way we want to reuse and recycle clothes, baby clothes, is to gift them. Of course, that's the the number one thing. And you and I have done that. We we gifted some hunters' clothes to some families in Columbia. Uh, so, first and foremost, you know, what do they call that, Raquel? I, it's not, it's baby hand cycle. Me, Hand-me-downs. Yeah, hand me, No, no, that's the old-fashioned term. What's the new term for, the, for you young ladies?
0: Oh, like upcycle?
1: Upcycle, yes. Yeah. So, we yeah. want to upcycle upcycle all those, all those clothes, uh, we really, and this is maybe a little bit of a segue, but truly uh, a lot of the clothes that you give uh, that we think are going to the needy are being sold um, and some of the money's not going back into helping people. So there is another tip, I think, or another point we need to make is we do need to purchase less clothing for ourselves Because there is a glut of clothing. um.
0: Well, just in general, I think that's what you're thinking about with the recycled gifts that we're making for Mother's Day. Mm -hmm. You just don't have to buy as many things, you know, a handmade card, a handmade handprint, a little piece of ribbon to tie around your Christmas tree, a Christmas ornament. Those are things that you're going to cherish and you don't have to buy something that's new that's going to end up in... You know, the landfill or the landfill. Yeah, eventually. Right.
1: Yeah, everything will eventually end up there. Um, And no matter how we slice it or dice it, um, what we're selling here to our listeners is a mindset. Raquel and I are super passionate about the earth. We're super passionate about what legacy we're going to leave behind to the future generations. So our thing, if, if you're listening, is view it less as an inconvenience to your lifestyle and then switch your mindset and look at it as an investment in the future generation, especially for those of you that are currently have young children or you're thinking about starting Mm -hmm. a family. Mm -hmm. Think about, think about what's going to be there. You know, I, and another little segue, we had a wonderful guy come over, um, on Saturday, you know, Corey had his birthday party. So Mike came to get, the The stuff to take over that Mark and Mark and I had prepared. And he started to wash his the hands, thing. the food, he turned the water on. <laughs> so here I go back to the water. He turned the water on. He's talking to all of us and he's running the water while he's putting soap on his hands. And I rush over there. I lunge at him and I put the, I say, Mike, I said, you're not even using the water. I said, <laughs> Turned the water off. I said, here's, let, let me show you all. And there was two, two of his workers were with him. I said, let me got, let me show you guys how to wash your hands, please. It'll take a second. Uh, so I showed him, I said, get your hands wet for a second, you know, and capture whatever water you have in that, in your bucket, then lather up, then rinse and rinse always into that bucket to capture your gray water that you can just, you know, Toss on your plants right outside. Yeah, well, that, not everybody's in
0: gray water. Not everybody gardens like us. Not everybody has patio plants. I have friends that don't even have real plants in their house. And that's okay. They're not there yet. They want to, you know, and that's something we're also going to encourage. We're going to show you guys how to do tips on gardening. We're going to te- uh, give you tips on how to keep your house plants alive and thriving, which is going to help you with clean air, right, breathing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so we're going to help you get there. But um, not everybody's going to be capturing their gray water right now. But hopefully we get you there. If you can at least turn the water off while you're washing your hands, mm-hmm. you don't need it running. That's the step one, right? Obviously, mom, mm-hmm. um, you're a gorilla. What do you call yourself?
1: I call myself a great water gorilla.
0: <laughs> great water gorilla. We're all not a great water. We're not all going to turn the shower off while we're rinsing. You know we. Small steps mm-hmm. that everybody can do, just on a daily basis. That's going to help conserve water. That's going to help conserve energy. that's going to help conserve trash, the landfill, everything. It's all. Con- that's what we're here for. Mm-hmm. And I like that you say that it's more of an investment and not an inconvenience. So,
1: yes, that's that's what we want to sell to people is, hey, we all, you know, we live in a fast-paced world. Uh, I remember one time when we were, one of the first times we went to Santa Fe, I don't know if you remember this Raquel, but they were selling, uh, slow cooking, slow cooking versus fast food. They were calling slow food. Uh, Mm -hmm. and that was, they were attempting to, you know, to set the tone with, with this mindset of, Hey, less fast food, less fast food, you know, cherish the the food that you have, make your food, make it with organic Mm -hmm, ingredients mm -hmm. or or as many organic ingredients as you can get. That goes back into farming. That goes right back into the mindset. So what we're, what we're attempting to do here to our listeners is this, we're going to give you a couple of things to take away with every, every episode, but we're also, we're going to sell that mindset because we see the climate change we see the planet she's groaning she's sighing she's crying out for our help and yes not everybody wants to go hardcore i get it but baby steps and every person who contributes just a little it will make a difference
0: and our focus really is you know we say the earthy girl but also the earthy mama and the earthy big right the earthy child so, you know, mm-hmm. it's a cycle and, you know, whether you're just an earthy girl, you love to be earthy, you like to recycle, you love to conserve energy and water and, you know, um, you're an earthy girl. But then maybe you're an earthy mama. Maybe you are a mom that likes to have, um, you know, clean, eco-friendly products in her house and, clean, mm-hmm. you know, likes to go to the farmer's market Weekends, it's fresh and local for our kids. And maybe your baby, you know, you're giving your food, all you know, organic foods to your baby like you did. You made... Um, organic baby food for us as a kid with your breast milk. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that is so earthy, mama, right there. And then you're mm-hmm. going to create an earthy babe, and then an earthy child. And Hunter is four and a half, five years old, and he loves to save these recycled toilet paper rolls for crafts. He is just outside all the time. He'll help me uh, bust the gray water to water the plants. He'll help, you know, save the compost and compost with me. So he's an earthy child, and then start the circle and be an earthy guy and an earthy dad and, you Mm -hmm. know, and then reproduce it and, you know, start that chain again. So that's what we're here to do to inspire. It's not, the world's not going to be saved today, but if we can, everything that we do is just going to make it a little bit of a better place for the generations to come. I'm a mom. That's important. You're a grandma and a mom that's important to you. So that's what we're passionate
1: about. That's what we're passionate about. And that's what we're going to, we're going to sell. And We've got a guest, so we ha- we have booked our first guest. I'm not sure yet oh, when, she's ga- when she's going to come on, but back to uh, sustainability and local. Uh, Raquel goes to the local farmer's market. We, I've gone to local farmer's market. I love the one in Dallas. It's awesome. Uh, the one in Louisville, I think, will be coming back soon, but back to that. If you can, you know, challenge yourself to go to your favorite uh, garden store and, you know, start small, start with herbs, you know, start with some herbs, uh, right outside your, your door or in your kitchen window where you can use those fresh herbs. Uh, that's another, uh, small step that doesn't have mm-hmm. to do with water. It just has to do with, you know, clipping your own herbs. I dry my own herbs, uh, and then I can use those in the wintertime. Um, that's, well, another maybe small... uh, those
0: are some videos that we can do. We can post on our Instagram as well to kind of do some herb gardening I would like to to see I know I've had um, I have some followers I do some gardening on my our love page and people have asked me about drying herbs so mm-hmm. do you have a minute mm-hmm. you want to talk to us about drying your herbs
1: yes yes so because some I like people want
0: to cook fresh and then some people want to dry them and use them later well And a lot of you in Texas
1: will, will grab the basil plant and then those basil plants just produce and produce and produce. When you notice your basil plant is just, when she starts to grow tall towards the sky and she's got those rich, juicy leaves, you just start pruning her. Cut one, you know, one limb. I call it a limb. It's not really a limb. Raquel, you're the botanist and the scientist. The branch. Yeah, just. Yeah. You know, clip a couple of those on the outside of the plant and just, I use whatever recycled uh, ribbon I have and I hang them upside down. I've got ribbon, I've got some hanging right above me right now. I'm looking at some basil and I've got some beautiful, beautiful uh, lavender uh, drying. So I hang those upside down. In my studio, I have, I think, one, two, three, I have like four different branches hanging Um, and I did, I did learn something yesterday, which I was just like, wow, rookie mistake. So let's talk about that. I recycle my jars. I love the jars and bottles. Uh, we go through quite a few of those. So, um, I had, it was getting ready to storm last week and I'm Mm -hmm. okay. I've, I've got to cut as much as I can before the hail. So I cut a lot of the lavender, I cut a lot of sage, I cut uh, cement, and I just ran into the studio, put them in the jar, uh, you know, standing up, and I thought, they'll be fine. Of course, the weekend comes, we're busy, and then I went in yesterday, and I was just like, oh my God, they are starting to grow mold. So, yes, so do not, and then I had put some orange peels in there, too. Uh, so the humidity will start to mm-hmm. decompose it. You're just basically making mm-hmm. a decomposing uh, re- compost. Uh, yeah, compost <laughs> uh, receptacle
0: with a, the glass science, jar. Experiment, yeah. a so science experiment. Yeah, Yeah. Yes. I had so an I've, accidental science experiment in class. I'll go home and change. But we, uh, me and my science partner, I guess is maybe 12th grade biology, like AP biology. And we were fermenting vegetables for some kind of experiment. We accidentally left it in our little corner. And it was starting to ferment and turn into alcohol. <laughs> it was so stinky. His little science spirit. Like by accident, we just didn't clean up our lab that day. And then our teacher was like, what is this over here? But that's what you're doing. You're making a science experiment when you have any kind of. We just did that last night. I went um, and did a lobby, florals. Somebody had left flowers there. The flowers were just so disgusting and rotting and moldy, and it's, they're so organic, right? It's all decomposing, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. your herbs are going to start decomposing in that moisture. So you think what hanging them upside down is the best thing to do right away?
1: I think right away, and uh, and especially in the heat of Texas. I mean, we've had a lot of a lot of humidity lately, so mm-hmm. that 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 increases the the decomposing, uh, cycle, it increases it, it speeds it up. So I think if you want to dry your herbs, once you see them start to really sprout and take off, which is right now, go ahead and start clipping and Mm -hmm. takes, and don't take big, big bunches because you, you want them to dry efficiently and not lose. And then at that time, once you've got them nice and dried, uh, I'll take, uh, a plate or I've got a, a nice glass bowl and I'll crunch them up in there and then I've got pretty uh different different types of jars that I've saved. Uh yeah,
0: same your jars. You can't you label with them with like a little marker.
1: hmm Yes. And so I'll put them in there. Uh I'll make myself a little Italian mix, which is basically uh your basil. Ooh, your that's a good your, idea. Yes. You're, so you can dry these herbs, you know, buy your basil plant, dry, dry your basil, dry your rosemary plant, dry your oregano, uh, and then blend that all together. And then voila, you're, you know, you've got your uh, Italian seasonings to whatever Italian dish you're going to make. Cause those are the oh, basic. I love that. Yeah. So well,
0: I always think to, um, to cut my herbs back when they're growing really tall. Like I just planted mine for the season for the spring, but kind of like late summer You know, or like you said, if there's a big storm coming, just like you'd cut back your roses, cut back your herbs. I didn't think to do that either. And then hang them, Mm
1: -hmm. dry
0: them, crunch them, put them in. How long would you say to hang them? I think that's going to be a good question. people. How long would you say hanging them upside down before they're completely dry, before you try to put them in a jar?
1: No less, no less than a week, uh, but preferably two weeks, preferably two.
0: Okay. So one week, one to two weeks, really.
1: Yeah, really one to two. I've got some right now. This basil that I clipped, uh, I think I clipped that on Sunday, and she's still a little moist. So, uh, but I'll I'll go ahead and time uh, time it out from start to finish because I just do everything organically by sight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how you cook too.
0: Well, that's that would not... be a cute Mother's Day for a gift for you know if you had a sister or a friend who's a mom. Maybe if you had some dried, you know, making an your own Italian seasoning. That would be fun, you know, drying your herbs, crushing them up, putting mm-hmm. them in a jar, putting a ribbon around it, a little bow, some raffia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a cute little gift. I would love that. I would love, absolutely love that. I love handmade things. And that's, you know, why we created our line Earthy Girl products. So left from leftover wedding flowers, we love things that are sentimental and handmade. So that's such mm-hmm. a fun way to dry your herbs. Well, I have had some questions too what if you left your herbs outside and they were frozen or you forgot to water them and they and they kind of naturally dried would you skip that skip that step of hanging them upside down and just go ahead and like crush them up into a jar
1: yes i've had that i've had that with um and, and you when you're buying your herbs look look to see how healthy they are if you I bought a couple of lavender plants last year, small ones, and I thought, they, they look okay. They'll make it, and they did not make it, and I put them in the container, and they they dyed and dried, basically, in the container. <laughs> uh Very sad, but I, I clipped it, and I uh, honestly, Raquel, I made a, a little smudge stick with it uh and wafted it around the house. Um That's a great idea. Yeah, so if you've got... Certain things that you can cleanse the energy of your home herbs, uh, lavender, of course, is very good for relaxation. Um, but also rosemary, uh, lemon balm, of course, sage. So everybody has to have a sage and that goes back to the Italian seasoning. You have to have your sage in there. I forgot that one. So Mm -hmm. grab your sage, uh, and you can blend, uh, any dried herbs and wrap them with some raffia or, uh, I use bamboo twine, uh, and then let those dry upside down. Add a cute little couple of uh, roses if you want, some little baby roses, which is what I'm doing for our Earthy Girl gift boxes. We're doing smudge sticks. Um, And you can use that to cleanse the energy around your body, around your home. If you are um, needing to help align your, your energy doing a smudge stick while you're meditating or you're, you know, you've got a candle and you want to add a, a different level to it. You know, of course, wait till you, you have to wait till your smudge stick, which is very, very dry and it can take time. Mm-hmm.
0: So. Now, how long would you, if you, somebody wants to make a smudge stick, how long would you think that needs to dry? I would think longer than one or two weeks because uh, it's more, it's more dense, right? It's, it's
1: more dense. And I had bought one on new year's Eve uh, that he, he had told me I bought it in uh, Taos and he told me, I just made this one. It's fresh. So it's going to have even better energy. Mm. Uh, and it's just, I just used it last week. So I bought that in January. So it took oh, a long wow. and, and I kept it out and I've kept it where I could monitor it. It took some time for it to dry. Uh, the ones that I'm making for our earthy girl gift boxes are smaller, uh, so they can fit in the box and they will dry quicker, but still um, it's a new process for me making, hand-making them. I've always enjoyed buying them, but I, um, I'm interested to see how long it's going to take. I made the first one, I think last Thursday. So I'm checking on it daily and it's drying nicely, but the smaller you make them, obviously, uh, they'll dry quicker. But if you want a really big one and the one that I had gotten in, the uh, in New Mexico was a pretty big size. Um, and it's pure sage, but you, like I said, you can mix lavender, sage, mm-hmm. and rosemary. rosemary. For, yes, ab- absolutely. And it's a wonderful smell, just a wonderful smell. Uh, and we'll have tips on uh, how to smudge later on in a different episode but we just wanted well, to yeah make- we can
0: do that shameless plug because we have just added smudge sticks to our earthy girl gift boxes so i have got a lot of great feedback everyone says that's a great add-in. so mm-hmm. i think it's really cool it's gonna it's beautiful too and you make it um and it's you know handmade going into the the eco-friendly gift so mm-hmm.
1: so in thinking about eco-friendly gifts for mother's day you know, Raquel's a florist, So of course we want everyone to order flowers from Raquel, our love floral. But Mm -hmm. if you're doing another thing, Raquel's always gifted me, uh, uh, either a rose or a hydrangea. And Mm -hmm. I have, I have three hydrangea bushes that one of them is, she is so big. She's about three feet tall and about five feet wide. Uh, and I can't even remember how long I've had that one. That was one of the first ones. Um, so that's another thing you can do for your mom is, yeah, gift her a cute little uh, herb plant for her garden or her kitchen. And I think the other thing that we talked about, Raquel, is teaching people how to use uh, plastic cups to grow your seeds in. So we, we had talked about that. Oh, that yeah,
0: that was, yeah, that was one of my questions I was going to ask you earlier. How was your weekend? And I wanted to ask you, what were the, some of the earthy girl things that you did this weekend? to show a little extra love for your planet because that kind of goes back to what we uh, were going to talk about today.
1: Mm -hmm. So I noticed uh, at your brother's birthday party, we were using a lot of red solo cups and there was a lot of plastic. And I literally, when I walked in and saw it, I, my my, my heart sank, my my energy dipped and I just had to tell myself, okay, it's a party. Come on. Just, yeah. Chill out, settle down. But honestly, I, my heart sank into my, into the ground and I felt mother earth, I'm failing you. So what I did was just pick up some of the cups, uh, some of the plastic, the small plastic bottles. And I've actually done this before. This is not something that I made up, but I saw on some show many years ago, how to use those small plastic bottles when you're potting. Cause I've got some big pots when I'm repotting. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I did with the hydrangea you gave me, I had to upgrade her pot because she had grown. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I transplanted her. Uh, I didn't do it this time because I didn't have any, but what I did was I scavenged some of those small water bottles from Corey's birthday party. And I've got a big pot that uh, she's going to get a fresh coat of uh, spray paint, which that's one of my things. It's not, you know, eco-friendly, but instead of buying new pots, what I do is the, I've kept these pots maybe ten years,
0: every <laughs> every yeah, some 15 rock literally. Mm-hmm. Well, terracotta uh, lasts a long time. That's what, I mean, we're Native American. We're obviously we love to we love clay and uh, and that. But that'll that'll stay for a long time. The plastic ones won't last as long, obviously. But the terracotta ones, the stone ones, mm-hmm. well until you drop them and break them, but.
1: Yes. And so what I do with the plastic ones, cause I've got some big kind of big plastic ones that I've had for 15 years, every five, three or five years, I'll fresh them up with a, a you know, a coat of spray paint. So I don't have to buy another plastic pot. Uh, and the way I justify that is, you know, I'm, I'm reusing this. I'm, I'm, I'm upcycling it. I'm making it look a little bit nicer with just, mm-hmm. you know, and I use every single bit of the paint in there and I'll uh, I've got two that are going to get, the same coat of paint i've had these for oh my gosh i've had one of them since 2005 and that thing is still hanging on so she's going to get a fresh coat of paint there's a plant's going to go in there uh this weekend or sometime later this week uh so that's another thing you can do is uh upcycle those plastic you know you buy those the cheap terracotta ones they're plastic they don't look as great but, or you get one that comes in with a small, uh, gift plant, just mm-hmm, keep mm-hmm. it, keep reuse that thing until it falls apart. And if it's not falling apart, but it's not as pretty of, you know, you're like, oh, I like a bright turquoise pot. Who doesn't? I love it. I buy myself, a, you know, some turquoise spray paint. I try to use the most eco-friendly one. I read the labels and then I spray, you know, I'll use every single drop. So that's another thing you can do in your garden to make it look happy, mm-hmm. uh, And not have to run out and buy, you know these. And and trust me, I love the lapis, those beautiful lapis. Oh
0: yes, I have so many, and I do have quite a collection at my home. But I ask for them for my birthday and for Mother's Day. So that's something. If you know you like, you know, obviously this is the time Mother's Day, you can splurge for something. But. You know we love to be eco-friendly and and reuse things. I have reused my pots for years and years and years. So yeah, if, if I usually plant annuals and then I mm. the next year, you know I'll either sprinkle some seeds in there or plant another annual. I had a basil plant that I transplanted from my garden box because we had to remove mm-hmm. the garden boxes when we built the barn. Move the garden box, took the basil out, put it in a pot, and then let it grow there. And then I also I dried that, made some seasoning. But mm-hmm. in, the pot, in the pot that the old dead, you know, I have a little um, plant graveyard where I just put some, if they've kind of died, I, I didn't just take care of them in time. I just kind of put them in a little area, see what comes back to life. You never know. That basil, sure enough, coming back to life. So,
1: yes. And I, and if-
0: I just left the, the dead little sticks in there and it came back. They're sprouting new little basils in there.
1: Yes, and that's 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 amazing, Raquel, because it is hard to keep a basil coming back after it goes uh, so far uh, down its life cycle where it's not showing any life. And that's another tip, you know. After Snowmageddon, so many people have cut; they cut Mm -hmm. their plants down right away. I will say that I thought two of my cross vines that I've had since two thousand and five as well, I thought they were a goner, and I. Notice there was a tiny little bit of green coming from the bottom, so that's a tip. Like we saw with my fig tree, Raquel, all of the the branches were were dried out. They were dried, but right at the very root, you could see the, a a nice little sign of life. So I've been watering it with the gray water. She's responding well. Um, so for those who are listening in the Texas area. I think it's safe to say if you haven't seen any sign of life, move them to your plant graveyard (laughs) uh, and wait and see what happens. But, uh, okay. So we're going to, we're going to start wrapping up. Let's go ahead and tease what we're going to do. Speak. Raquel already kind of teased it a little bit talking about fermentation. Our first official guest is uh, a woman who is going to teach us how to ferment and pickle. So when we get a date, uh, for when she's going to come on, we'll tease that out. But, um, I just want to say, Raquel, thanks for hosting
0: this. You, you did it really good. I can hear Hunter Bear. Yeah. <laughs> my kids are here, so it, uh, my time limit is kind of up. But I will post some things to Instagram. I want to show these cute little recycled Mother's Day gifts. And we'll also post a few little ideas we talked about for mom. She's coming up. And if you're interested in the Earthy Girl Box, we do have some mini ones that will be up on Instagram. So shoot us a message. I hope all the earthy mamas and... Just everybody out there has a wonderful Mother's Day.
1: Yes, and and remember, our takeaway today is one thing you can do is don't turn the water on, but while you're lathering up, turn the water on when you're rinsing. Uh, that's a, and also when you brush your teeth, don't turn the water on while you're brushing. Wet your toothbrush. Turn the faucet off. Brush your teeth, and then, and that, and I think if every one of us on this planet can do that then we can save a lot of water. And then if you can segue into being a gray rotter gorilla, more power, <laughs> more power to you. And, and, and I'll be happy to help you on that journey. So, anyways, right, let's thank our list. Well, let's, yeah. Let's thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys.
0: All right. Let's sign out. Okay. That's pretty good. 30 minutes. A solid. This episode is sponsored by Arla Floral. We are a Dallas-based wedding and event floral design company that specializes in weddings, corporate events, and also floral design classes.
1: Earthy Girls is a mother-daughter duo who love the planet and all things green. Raquel is a Dallas-based florist, while Rebecca is a lifelong gardener and artist. Together, they co-create beautiful gift boxes with recycled florals, paper, and wax, together they are the earthy girls. This earthy girl, quote, comes from Pope John Paul II. The earth will not continue to offer its harvest, except with faithful stewardship. We cannot say we love the land and then take steps to destroy it for use by future generations. Thank you.